us from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning with verse 16. Powerful passage of Scripture. God is good. All the time. All the time. Amen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Josh, do you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now, all of you I know listen to all of the one call every time I send one out, right? You don't hit that button and send it to voicemail, do you? None of you. So you listen to every bit of it, right? And I told you yesterday what I was, the title or the thought that I had on my mind what we were going to share. You remember what that was? Watch out for the what? The roundhouse curveball. Watch out for the roundhouse curveball. I had fun with that. I asked Nick at the wedding what he thought that was, and he's probably been thinking about it. I asked Sheila on the way over here this morning what that meant, and she said, well, it has something to do with baseball, don't it? And I said, well... Uh, yes, it does. As many of you know, I grew up playing baseball. That was just part of my everyday life. And then went on to coach softball and, and different things like that. And I just loved doing it. Well, my, my grandpa stood about 6'4", 6'5", never seen him in anything else but a pair of bib overalls. And he was one of them that didn't take both of them down and have them all fixed right. He only clipped one of his bib overhauls that came around, so the other one just sort of hang around. And, and he had holes in his bib overalls when it wasn't cool, right? It was just from working all day long. Well, my grandpa, let me tell you what, he could pitch a baseball like I had, I've never seen and never seen in my entire mortal life. And I used to love going over and seeing my grandma and my grandpa for a lot of different reasons, especially when all of my uncles were there. Remember how many uncles did I have? Eight. Plus, grandpa made what? Nine. When you field a baseball team, you need what? Nine. So we had the whole team out there. And my grandpa would pitch, and I would get to be the hitter most of the time. That's the way it always would set up. Now, my grandpa had three pitches. Three pitches. The first one was the fastball. Any of you ever played baseball before? Fastball's what? Right down the middle, right? Right now, it may be fast. It may be slow. Some folks call their fastballs sometimes, and they don't move very fast, does it? But the fastball would always come right down the middle. I love the fastball that my grandpa threw because I could see it. I could see it coming. could see it when it left his hand. could see it as it came towards the plate, and I knew exactly when to bring that bat through. I could see that one. I, 
a lot of times I could hit it. Now, my second pitch that my grandpa had was just a plain old curveball. Now, what's the difference between a fastball and a curveball? Well, a curveball, when it gets close to the plate, it breaks a little bit, right? So it's coming straight at you, and then it just curves off a little bit. My grandpa could do pretty good on that. Now, here's what grandpa had that nobody else had, and he even named it himself. The famous, he would say, the famous roundhouse curveball. You'd say, well, what, what's a round, famous roundhouse curveball? Well, it's a curveball on steroids, let me tell you. That's, that, that's just what it is. It's a curveball on steroids. And what that roundhouse curveball would do, he would throw it and it'd be coming at you looking like it's going to either hit you right in the head or it's going to hit you in your side or it's going to take you out. And right as it gets real close to you, you know what that world-famous roundhouse curveball would do? It would break off and go right across the plate and be a strike. Every time. Every time. And every time when I would get up to bat, I would think, Lord, let him throw what? The fastball. Because, Lord, I know I can hit that one. Or if you don't throw the fastball, Lord, let him throw what? Curveball. And Lord, if he has to, and he throws that world-famous curveball, roundhouse curveball, please, Lord, at least don't make me look silly, right? Because many, many times when Grandpa would throw that world-famous roundhouse curveball, you know what I'd be doing? I probably already swung three times before I ever went back to where the catcher was. Folks in life, sometimes our life's a little bit like that, isn't it? How many of you like the fastball in life? Where you can see it coming, right? You see it coming, you know where it is. It's, it's on the right plane. It's nothing that's going to surprise you. You've seen it before. You've been able to what? Handle it before. Been through it before. And everything's been all right. Now, some of us have been through... Just a curveball, right? It's not exactly normal. It, you know, it's, it looks like it's coming straight at you, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's just a little, this is what I call it. You may call it something else. There's just a little hiccup. A little hiccup out of nowhere that all of a sudden something's different. You see it, you handle it, and you've seen maybe it before. Not exactly that same thing, but you've seen something like it. So you have an understanding of how to be able to handle it. How many of you have had the world-famous roundhouse curveball in your life? Now that comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, doesn't it? That world-famous roundhouse curveball can be something about maybe you've had a health problem in your life. Any of you ever experienced that? And you don't know what to do with it. You just know that it's, it's terrifying, right? It worries you. And you know it's something that's not normal. It's not even something that maybe you've experienced that was something close to it. You just know that it's something that you just don't know understand and you don't know exactly what to do with it. You ever had a financial problems in your life before? 
when you think it's the world famous what? Roundhouse curveball. When you're wondering about who's going to pay the bills, what's that going to look like? Maybe you've had those type of things at your work, maybe with a friend, maybe with just inside of your marriage, maybe inside of your family. You've had those world-famous roundhouse curveballs. Well, I want you to know something this morning. It's going to help you smile. Some of you lost your smile. You're just, you're just here. You're, con- you're pondering on the world-famous roundhouse curveball. Here's what I want you to know. You're not alone. Amen? We have all faced the world-famous roundhouse curveballs. We've all experienced those things in our life. So today, we want to look, and BJ's got to, we've done some modifications today for you. BJ's going to share with you, and you'll see with our scripture this morning, what do you do? When you got that world famous roundhouse curveball coming in your life, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? How are you able not to be so overwhelmed and so consumed with that that the rest of your life is not what you want it to be? First of all, transform your life when the roundhouse curveball is on its way. Over in Psalms 46.1, it says, God, make sure you hear that part. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. When the roundhouse curveball, it's on its way. You know, what's so amazing about when my grandpa would pitch, I heard this a lot in the World Series, I'm sure all of you just watched the World Series. It was all over there. But I heard a lot of people say, that pitcher doesn't need to tip off his pitch that he's throwing. You know what that means? Because if you're a batter and you see a pitcher get ready to throw it, you want to be able to know he's going to throw you what? A fastball? A curveball? And they don't have that yet, the world-famous roundhouse curveball. Yes, they do have sliders and they have the fort ball, and they have all of those other things that they have, the change-up that can come. But wouldn't it be nice to know all the time what's coming? And couldn't you hit it a lot better if you knew what's coming? When life, we have to realize something. The old devil's not going to tip his hand to you, is he? The old devil's not going to say, you know, get ready, here I come. It's going to be something that you're used to. It's going to be something right down the middle. It's going to be something that's not going to be too bad. Here it comes. And the old devil's not going to say, well, I'm going to throw you the curveball today. The old devil definitely is not going to tell you that he's going to throw you the what? The world famous roundhouse curveball. What do you do? What do you do? When it's on its way. One of the things that I think that we as Christians need to start doing, stop doing, is living a defeated life. Amen? Because if you get stuck on, all you think about is, 
Well, the world's going to throw me a round, the world famous roundhouse curveball all the time. And you think to yourself all the time, I, my life is no good. My life is not worth the living. And I'm only going, I'm one that's going to live a life worried about everything. And I'm going to live a life worried about, stressed about everything. And I'm going to be weighed down all the time. And all you think about in your life is this. I know what the devil's going to throw at me, and it's going to be the worst I have ever seen. Do you know people that live like that? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the one that every day, when you get up every day, you think to yourself, Lord, this is going to be the worst day of my life, and I can see that pitch coming, and I know I can't hit it, and I know I'm going to be silly when I'm trying to fix it. What's the scripture say that I read to you this morning and it's up on our screen today? What do you need to be doing when the old devil's getting ready to send something on your way? You need to realize something. God is your refuge. And your strength. God, I want to tell you something. And I'd say if my grandpa was still around, he'd tell you the same. I believe God could hit my, my grandpa's world-famous roundhouse curveball. Don't you all? Because why? God invented my grandpa, right? And he gave my grandpa the ability to twist that hand like four different ways and throw it up there. And know what that looked like when it was coming towards me. So I believe God could hit it. Now you might say, well, Brother Paul, I don't, I think he can. But, you know, there's some bad things in the world today. Well, yes, they are. And you're going to experience some bad things. I think sometimes preachers give you a false sense of hope, don't they? I think they say this. Follow God and everything's going to be all right. Well, let, let me tell you something. No. The closer you get to God, the more world-famous fast-pitch softball and baseballs is going to come in your life, isn't it? And that curveball is going to hit you hard. The closer you get to God, the harder the old devil is going to work to destroy you. So when you get up in the morning and every minute, every day of your life, Realize something, it's not your strength that's going to be able to see that pitch coming. It's you and what? God hitting it together. It's you and God being on that same page together. And it's you and God being able to do His will. So first of all, transform your life when the world-famous roundhouse curveball is on its way. Second, Realize in your life, learn from past round house curve balls. Learn. Isn't that pretty cool? Learn. Learn from the past round house curve balls. Over in James 1.12 it says, Blessed is the one who preserves under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. Blessed is the one who preserves under 
trial. Learn from past roundhouse curveballs. I believe one of the best things you could do in your life is learn from your past, don't you? Learn from your past. Learn what you did in that those situations that came into your life that was difficult. Some people say, let go of your past. Well, you need to, but I believe you also need to learn from your past. You need to learn what helped you through, right? Need to learn. Need to learn what it looks like, what it feels like, what goes on in your life. Because the scripture says there in James that you preserve what? You hang on. You make it under trials. Under trials. Now, you see some people in life, don't you? And you think, they don't have a trial in the world. I heard this morning, you know, the lottery I hear is up to over a billion dollars. Well, the problem that I would have with that is I don't know how to write a billion dollars. Do any of the rest of you? That's a whole lot of zeros, isn't it? That's a bunch of them. And second of all, I really don't know if I want it because I'd have friends that I don't even know who they are. And I would have family that I don't know what, who they are. But the little lady this morning on the TV said, if you win the lottery, don't take it in a lump sum. Now get this. This is surprising to me, but it was not surprising to Sheila. Because she would probably know how Paul Mills would just spend on everything. Here, you all need a new car? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go on down. Go, go, get you, go get you one of those. But this morning they said most people that win the lottery and take the lump sum within five years, you ready for this? They're broke. They are Broke. They said, take it in installments. Well, I know I've heard commercials on TV that if you have those annuities and all those other things and you need uh, a buyout, they'll do it. So they'll probably, somebody will buy it out, right? But you would think people would learn now that last person that won $1 billion, they lost it within the first few years, so I'm going to be better. But no. Well, they just spend it, spend it, spend it, right? As Christians, I don't, think any of us are ever going to get a billion dollars amen praise god for that right (laughs) praise god for that but things in your past you have to remember what it looks like you have to learn what other people's experienced and watch their life i've seen other people you know I had people ask me many times, Preacher, why didn't you just give up? Well, let me tell you why I didn't give up. Because I've seen other people go through worse things than me. And you have too. You've seen people that have, only by the grace of God, they made it through. And they preserved. And those trials did not destroy them. As you're watching that roundhouse, world-famous roundhouse curveball come towards you, my grandpa would just, you should have just seen him. Now, 
you got to realize my grandpa wasn't the one that would just stand out there and smile at you all the time and laugh with you all the time. He, had, he couldn't. He had eight boys, right? He had to have that edge on him that this would cut you down, down to the quick in that period of time. But my grandpa just loved it. He just loved it. When I would swing and I'd look all silly and I'd be shaking my head, not being able to hit it. My grandpa would just sit there and laugh and laugh and laugh. And finally, I decided, if I'm going to swing, I'm going to swing like I meant to hit it. And a few times the bat flew out of my hand and all different types of things. But I was trying to learn. And you know, after about when I was almost 16 years of age, my grandpa threw me a world-famous roundhouse curveball. Now, some of you are going to think, well, preacher, you hit it over the fence. No, no, no. Well, preacher, you hit it to the outfield. No, no, no. Well, preacher, you hit it in the infield. No, no, no. I barely tipped it. But you know what? All those years I learned actually how to even get close, right? Christians, that's what we need in our life. We need to learn. We need to be transformed and understand what God has in our life. Now, finally, this morning, do not fall to temptation when swinging at the roundhouse curveball. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptations has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted Beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Fall to temptation. The Scripture says He's going to find a way out for you so that you can endure what? What you're experiencing. There was many, many times when I, I was going to go back with my grandpa. There's many, many times I just didn't want to go. Because after a while, you get a little embarrassed, don't you? Sometimes grandpa, he would, all he would throw me was the world-famous roundhouse curveball. And I'd say, throw me a fastball, grandpa. And he'd say, okay. And he'd wear it back and... Right? Just laugh, laugh, laugh. And I got close sometimes just to give it up. Folks, let me tell you something. That's what the old devil wants you to do in your life. He just wants you to be defeated. He wants you to say it's over with. And a lot of us do that, don't we? We just say, well, I'm done. Stick a fork in me, what? I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this. I wouldn't, you don't pay me. I've had somebody say this to me at work before. Are you ready for it? You don't pay me enough for this. Well, God, you don't give me enough that I have to do this. You just don't do enough for me. What, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? Well, those world-famous roundhouse curveball problems in your life, boy, they can seem so big and can tempt you just to fall apart. And there's a whole lot of people right then turn away from God and turn to who? The old devil. They just give up. Say, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it through. 
But the scripture says this morning as Christians, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way, what? Out. So that you can endure it. Aren't you glad of that? You don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to stay where you are. Be glad that God will find a way out for you. Today, I, I wish my grandpa would have taught me that pitch. He, he taught me how to throw a fastball on a curveball. But it's sort of like some of the ingredients that your grandma had to cook certain things. It, she didn't want to tell you what everything was in there because she didn't want anybody else to know. My grandpa wouldn't teach me how to throw that. I wish I knew how, because I'd take some of you out in the parking lot today, and I'd say, grab a bat, and we'll go out there for a minute. Right? Have some fun. I don't know. Don't know how to throw that today. But I do know something. We serve an awesome God today that can take care of whatever it is. No matter what's being thrown at you. No matter what you're experiencing today you serve a God that is there for you so now you know what a world famous roundhouse curveball is you might just have to say that to the old devil sometime right you just threw me a good one that was a tough one but I know that it's my God is my refuge and he is my strength Today, whatever you're experiencing, whatever that is, I know that a lot of you have experienced some different things this past week. You may have experienced some different things in this short month we've already had. Maybe this past year has just been rough. Maybe there's been just a lot of things that's happened over this past year. Maybe there's been some things that's beyond your control. Whatever that is, I want you to know something, folks. First of all, I say this a lot, but I, I believe it beyond any shadow of a doubt. You are not alone, thank God. And today you're not alone. And today you're able to experience around this altar or where you are that God is there to give you what you need and the strength that you need. So today, whatever God's talked to you about, I invite you to come. Let's have a closing song.